0: On this week's episode of Polk and Kush, the Pelicans are in the dumps, so is it time to blow it up? We will explore that topic. We will also talk about the Saints. They can't lose. Their season is over. So we'll talk about everything going on in the NFL, quarterbacks moving all over the place. Where should the Saints strike next? We of course, Polk news, overrated, underrated. We've got neural networks, we've got acronyms, and so much more for you to listen to. Stick around right here. Polk and Cush! Polk and Cush, Polk and gush. Polk and gush. poke and
1: Cush. Catch these hands, you're about to get shook. The trunk is getting split by Polk and gush. Polk and gush.
0: Oh. Come, everyone, to poke. And kush! it is February 3rd, 2021, and the pain train keeps rolling through the station here in New Orleans, baby. Uh, The New Orleans Pelicans have picked right up where the Saints left off, and we are riding it uh, straight into hell, but we're going to look good while we're doing it.
1: What do you think a Polk and Kush drinking game would consist of? The words pain, <laughs> the words misery, of course, the F word. I'm not going to say it now. I'm a gentleman at the beginning of the
0: show. Yeah, we don't want to get people blackout out before the game starts. But
1: uh, I'll tell you what's in the center square this week. What's that? Hats. Hats. Have you seen the hats?
0: Whew. Loyal
1: listener? I bet you have. They're spicy. We've been posting them on social media. It's on Twitter. It's on Instagram. It's on Parlor, It's on... <laughs> The dark web, <laughs> the dark web, Silk Road, baby. These Polk and Kush hats, they're worth zero point one one bitcoins. <laughs> yeah. You can send us GameStop stock. Yeah, if that's Dogecoin.
0: What's that Steven Seagal coin? <laughs> Whatever. Karate that coin yeah, we, karate we, bucks karate yeah, bucks. Yeah, remember
1: uh, we've got hats. If you like the T-shirts, ooh, you're going to love the hat. Mm. I feel like the hat's better for our audience because we're all losing our hair, right? Yes, it's perfect. <laughs> for the, the, our middle-aged uh, pasty audience, I think this is exactly what we needed. The next shirt order, it's only going to be extra large and two X's. <laughs> Just cover up your shame. It's the same thing with the hats. Boy, are these beautiful hats. I'm looking at it on Kush's Beautiful Jew head right now. It's a light yellow. Some people, we may have been, there may have been some color blindness among the Polk and Kush fans. I, of course, don't expect Polk and Kush Nation to be up on all the color swatches that I know. (laughs) There were some crude terms used for the color of the light cream hat. It's a light yellow, you goons. Don't. There's no bodily function that can be equated to it other than hydrated urine. Exactly. I think exactly, so. yes. Uh, these right. hats Dehydrated are $20. Urine. bucks. they are 20 bucks. We are doing a pre-sale now through Friday of this week, and then we're going to put the hats into production, and they're going to go out the week of the 15th. Uh, you know, there's no Mardi Gras. There's no Fat Tuesday. So Kush is going to be driving around in the Polk and Kush van. That's right delivering these hats some some guy emailed and he was like hey can i get like a delivery i was like yeah where he's like virginia i was like that's called shipping that's <laughs> a shipment <laughs> I'll,
0: I'll go to virginia I'll it's go fine. up fine <laughs> do i know. have to
1: bring my kids <laughs> he was he was uh yeah we're gonna go up there we're gonna meet the wild and wonderful whites of west virginia <laughs> we're gonna dance on a table with jessica white and we're gonna give him a hat the hats are 20 bucks if you want one Email Polk and Kush. I know you're in a group chat yep. with Kush. Yep. Ignore the group chat. <laughs> Le- the group chat is for memes and words you can't say publicly. Email me. I am Polk and Kush at gmail.com. That's true. Say whatever you want to. I'm going to put your name in a little Excel spreadsheet. We love the spreadsheets here.
0: Yeah, I like that someone asked about the, the depth and circumference of the hats. I appreciated that. I thought that was fun. And I was able to answer that. You did. That was too. a really detailed answer. You are a, a clothing expert, I, uh, design I'm,
1: expert. I'm a garment decorator. <laughs> I understand that. If you want to know how big the hats are, they're fucking big. Do you have a big, hey, Arnold head? It'll fit in there. Cram it in there. Or just support the local
0: arts. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so we definitely uh, encourage everyone to get a hat. It will make you cool. We think we will be the Ed Hardy of the 20s. Yeah. Maybe the affliction of the 20s. poke and Kush gear. I think so. The MAGA hat of the next day. De- Wait, no, no, not that. Not no, that. Maybe
1: not. That <laughs> was a successful hat, It was no, a very successful the old, hat.
0: The got milk of hats. <laughs> the shit happens. <laughs> yes. Uh, so. That was something that was great. The hat design is good. The response has been incredible. I've been amazed. I want to talk about this hat for twenty fucking minutes. Yeah, I know. This is, everyone's like hitting the thirty-second <laughs> fast-forward button. Like, yeah, I fucking get it. I already got the hat. <laughs> um, hats good. Basketball bad.
1: Basketball not as good.
0: Uh, despite the Pelicans, somehow defeating the milwaukee bucks you know the team with the best record in the nba the last two years that those little guys uh despite beating them uh, it was still somehow a terrible week for the pelicans which is uh, a mind-boggling achievement new orleans has now lost uh, 10 of 13 games if you were listening to this on wednesday morning they play phoenix uh wednesday night I'm quite confident. Just go ahead and call it. <laughs> we'll say 11-14. We 14
1: baby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so it has been bad. The Pelicans are currently 14th place in the Western Conference. For those keeping track at home, that is second to last place but uh, in front of only the Timberwolves, who they also have lost to. So it's safe to say the Pelicans are the worst team in the West right now. It is a bad scene. And, uh... I don't know. We railed on him pretty hard last week, but I think it's actually gotten worse. Why don't we
1: focus on the positive? They beat the best team, not this season, but they <laughs> beat the best team of the last two seasons in the East. That's true. The Bucs. Now, is this solely because Drew Holiday is on the Bucks now <laughs> and the Pelicans curse is real? He brought it back to the city. He's a cursed man. He's a marked man.
0: He is. And God, it was so Drew. He it, like dribbled it off his foot at one point. I was like,
1: What is going on? I was like,
0: Giannis has to be sitting there going,
1: What the fuck? is this the guy that we were supposed to? I um I tweeted during the Timberwolves game that it was gonna be an hour long episode of Shaq and a Fool. <laughs> yeah. However, the Bucks game was up there too. Yes. There were many Shaqs
0: a fools. Is that the pro Shaq in Shaqtin's a fool. Shaq a fool. <laughs> in a fool in a fools. i don't Dude, know i'm not good with pronouns no I don't. well i don't do pronouns <laughs> sorry sorry shakton they fool in x fool uh it was a it was a uh, a dog shit fiesta uh is what that bucks game was i mean the pelicans were up by 30 uh, and then all of a sudden, it was a 21-2 to two run, and Milwaukee was right back in it. And it looked like they were actually going to complete the full comeback. Uh, and thankfully, Drew Holiday uh, you know, botched it up for, for Milwaukee. So the Pelicans were able to get a win. Things seemed like they were going in the right direction. Uh, and then the Pelicans get uh, allow a 48-point quarter. That's 48, 48. basketball 48. points. So that would be uh, almost allowing 200 points at that rate. <laughs> In a regulation NBA game, which would, you know, it's troubling. Uh, And so they were demolished by the Rockets for the last three quarters. That was a
1: 44 point quarter against the Rockets, I believe. No, the Rockets was
0: the 48. And then the Bucks were the next night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the uh, and then, of course, they lose to the mighty, mighty Sacramento Kings uh, on Monday night with Alvin Gentry on the bench and De'Aaron Fox just ripping right through them. And so here they stand. And uh, I. I think it makes it pretty everything we had said last week about how it's time to turn the page on them it is officially time to turn the page the page needs to be
1: turned the book needs to be blown up yes blow up the team no yeah. one is holding on to this anymore you know e- each game you lose a little more hope and it's like okay you lose you you you're 500 at the beginning of the season all right, everybody except Zion and Brandon and Josh Hart. Now, it's like, get rid of everybody. I don't give
0: an F. (laughs) I mean, it is really... uh, It is just amazing the way that this has blown up in their faces. The idea uh, entering the season was to thread the needle of being a competitive team. It's why you get Bledsoe. It's why you keep Lonzo. It's why... You bring in Steven Adams. You've done things to build a team that's supposed to be competitive now, supposed to compete. There's ten playoff teams. It's not that that hard. Like you got to be among the top ten. So hand the reins to your two best players while at the same time staying competitive, and then go win. You know enough to be around five hundred, and it's a successful season. Instead, what you've done is you've clawed back the development of a Kyra Lewis. You've clawed back the development of Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Jackson Hayes has gotten absolutely zero out of playing in this season. Uh, and at the same time, Zion and Brandon Ingram are still losing. So you're doing actually the worst of both worlds right now. And it is... Uh, the urgency is strong to go ahead and do something. You can't just sit there and do nothing and just wait till the deadline in March. like They, they have a significant fire under their ass to go actually go out and make a move.
1: We're also starting to see the repercussions of them play. You know, it's a, it's a very shallow team depth-wise. We're seeing the repercussions of that. Currently, Steven Adams played much longer than he should have against uh, against the Rockets and then he got a knee injury and then he was out against the Kings. Mm -hmm. He should. Steven Adams is playing 35 minutes a game. (laughs) He's huge. He's the thing. Don't let him play that long. And he doesn't need to. You're losing by 11 no matter what. Exactly. What are you letting these one, two year play? Even if it's that, what are you letting them do out there? At this point, the team is uh, cutting off its own foot by not letting Kyra Lewis play, yeah. by not letting Nikhil play. yeah, I'm going to even throw Jackson Hayes in there, because sure. what's the? you're losing anyway. Get some development out of these guys, because Lonzo ain't going to be there, Bledsoe ain't going to be there, and Steven Adams probably ain't going to be there in a year or two.
0: Yeah, I mean, God forbid you kind of figure out what you're supposed to be seeing. Like It is very obvious when you look at the trade market, uh, not only from my sources, 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 uh, but also from you know, a million reports that are out there right now, uh, J.J. Reddick basically is gone. I mean, I don't even know if J.J. is still in the city. <laughs> I mean, J.J. is <laughs> shipping king cakes to wherever he's headed next. Like, this is not going to be long. He's sat now three straight games. They're talking about sending him to the Northeast, which I think is either Boston or Brooklyn or Philly. Uh,
1: Boston's been getting thrown around a lot.
0: Yeah, and that's because he li- his wife and kids live in Brooklyn, and so I think they just want to do J.J. a solid, which... Whatever. Uh, I mean, that's nice, I suppose. Seems stupid for a professional <laughs> basketball team, but whatever. um And then I think Lonzo Ball, if they can get anything for him, they will trade him. And literally, Eric Bledsoe, I think the question is how much you have to give up in order for a team to take Eric Bledsoe. Like, how many picks do you have to attach to Bledsoe in order for someone to take him? That's where they're at right now. And as long as those guys are on the team, it's hard to not play them at all. I mean, I guess Redick was happy to take a step back. Um, but in order to not alienate Zion and Ingram, you got to play the guys who are the best players. And at the same time, you're hurting yourself by not doing that. I think it was good to see Kyra Lewis play Monday night. I think that was a, a good step forward. Uh, but it, I just can't watch this team anymore, man.
1: Do you think it does alienate them to not play the best players on the team? I yeah. mean, do you think Brandon and Zion are? Hey, we can still turn. Do you actually believe that when they go? Hey, we've got a lot of basketball left to play because it's like really you. I guess technically you do, but the tide ain't turning. You've played, yeah. I believe you. What was it? 25 percent, like
0: twenty six or something. Yeah, that's yeah. It's, it's a significant part of the <laughs> that's season. A
1: good sampling pool.
0: And from where we sit, we can objectively tell you that they are horrendous and they suck balls. Where we sit, our ivory tower. Yes, exactly just the 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 point of view that we're in those guys have got to show up night after night and try to win uh they are not you know the guys who are just gonna try to score 30 points and 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 call it so they still want to win every single night they play same with Stan Van Gundy he wants to coach a team to win every night of course you don't want to coach like you're in the G League and even the G League coaches coach to win you know it's like this is uh and so from where we sit we can kind of we're looking at it from a larger picture it but you really don't want to alienate those guys and now I think you can sell it that if you are to trade them look this is going to be better for everyone in the long run but as long as they're there I don't think you can just sit Eric Bledsoe and you can just sit Lonzo even though that's probably the best thing to do right now because they're not helping their trade market uh watching them every single night
1: well it's hard to sit them now also just because of how Lack of depth. Yeah, there's, there's no there's depth at all. And uh, like I said last episode, and of course everybody knows, this is a team that has had no injuries. So I know, I know, the worst is yet to come.
0: Yeah, losing Steven Adams kind of exposed the worst of it. Right? Was like, this is what it looks like with Jackson Hayes out there. And and, and what Gentry a disaster. Knew what was. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, he had the scouting report, the the whiteboard, he was doing and the Mister
1: Burns <laughs> fingers. <laughs> Excellent.
0: <laughs> the injury report came in that Steven Adams wasn't playing. Alvin Gentry walks to the whiteboard and just points a million arrows at a picture of Jackson Hayes. Like, drive it at this guy. He will not stop you, and he will foul you, or he'll get the hell out of the way. Like, they got torched over and over again. Uh, they tried to use Zion at the 5-some, which was the first time I think I've seen that. Uh, they went small with four guards around Zion. It was a unmitigated disaster it didn't work at all so the thought of that being like you know the potential savior of this team uh now brandon ingram wasn't on the floor for i think any of those minutes but still it was very bad zion is not ready for that spot
1: no and i think most people that talk about small ball with uh you know a six foot six six foot eight guy Mm -hmm. at the five they're used to golden state who has yeah the two greatest shooters in
0: NBA history and like the toughest six, six guy in the history of basketball, whenever,
1: whenever they're doing the small ball with a six foot six guy at the five, they're up by 28. <laughs> and you know, more recently like Houston and you've got like PJ Tucker there. Who else do you have? James Harden yeah the Pelicans don't have a shooter like that no. and it's and they don't operate that way just because they run fast or at least they did last season and have an up tempo they're not any of these teams and no. it's it's frankly just a bad experiment it is they're trying to be the cool kids by doing what other teams are doing but they're not built that way and they're not coached that way
0: yeah they lack depth at center so I get trying it you know whatever like instead of having Willie Hurden Gomez like it doesn't matter um, really I know big that was the story yeah, of the big night Willie style <laughs> <laughs> uh, 13 yeah he has um, mvp he's definitely better than jackson Hayes. <laughs> um but yeah i mean the, the, the thought that zion at the five was going to be this thing it, it's like you said you don't have guards that like oh all you got to do is get josh hart a little space and he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna kill he's him gonna all you gotta <laughs> do is get Nikhil one-on-one and he's gonna crush him it's like just spread him out for Nikhil, like it's just not going to work that way. And defensively, Zion can't rebound that well. He certainly can't get you know grinded up in a pick and roll the way that he did. Uh, there are a lot of things that are concerning about where this team is at moving forward. Uh, I guess my question to you is like, of those guys, who would you like to see traded like tomorrow? Like, what what trade do you think? Like, let's move on tomorrow. I don't want to see this guy play another game on this team.
1: Eric Bledsoe. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking over anyone else, because Lonzo in his current if Lonzo can play point guard, he he does have some he has a place in the team a little bit. And he's a he's a streaky shooter. But when he's shooting, he's shooting. He's a hell of a lot better shooter this season than JJ. Yeah. Or uh, Melly. Yeah. God, Um, Melly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) God, what a bag of garbage (laughs) this team is. Jesus! Every time you name another guy, you're like, oh God, oh, I forgot about how he stinks too. <laughs>
1: you know, JJ. You you can't put JJ down as far as as far as being a good shooter. Has he had a good season? No. Yeah. Does but that he's still mean got he's skill. you know entombed in the ground? <laughs> Not necessarily. Yeah. Bledsoe, bye bye.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably true, and I think you can. I mean, I don't know what you have to give up in order to get rid of them, but I, I do. I just think the whole atmosphere around this season would be a little bit different if those guys were all gone and that everyone who was on the court is someone you could picture being on this team two years from now. Yeah. In, in most situations, at least the guys who are playing with Zion and Ingram are those guys. Uh, now, the question that's facing them that's the biggest is, is Brandon Ingram really capable of being that number one or number two guy? I think Zion has shown an ability to score in that level of a number one or number two guy. He's been very impressive, uh, still attacking the basket, but his defense stinks still. Uh, he's rebounding better. He's hustling better. You like, a, I like a lot of stuff you see with Zion, but I still don't know if, like, is he the best player? Can he be the best player in a playoff team right now? I haven't seen that.
1: No, I haven't seen it either, but I don't expect it out. He's of twenty, him. yeah. So
0: I know it's a lot, but Ingram has been really streaky. Uh, there's just a lot of things going on with this team that sh- that everything about it screams do something, just do something. Like I can't watch this anymore. It's so painful to view, and not from like an emotional standpoint. It is on my eyes and my. By cones and rods. It's miserable to, to just view it. It's work to basis. watch these games. Yeah. And I don't I do not view this podcast
1: at work, but when I'm like, I gotta watch this fucking game, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Be watching Mrs. Doubtfire instead. God Man, oh. what's on Amazon
0: Prime? This is An 8-year-old episode of Workaholics I could put Man, on. I just
1: want to this. watch the pinball documentary. Instead, so I got to see Willie Hernan Gomez. <laughs> Too many names, Willie.
0: Sorry. Uh, we'll get into all sorts of things when it comes to the Pelicans. Uh, I I think the the biggest storyline with this team is now going to shift from playoff stuff and whatever they can be to like where did things go wrong, and how can they be corrected? Uh, a lot of people this week have been pointing back to the 2019 draft uh, when you had number four on the board. Mm-hmm. So you had, for In exchange for Anthony Davis, you not only won the lottery with your own pick to get Zion, then they had the fourth pick. The fourth pick could have been DeAndre Hunter, who is doing fantastic right doing now. Doing pretty well on a,
1: on a good Playoff hunt team, Absolutely. playoff team.
0: Yeah, and he's like getting double teamed. Like, he's a legitimately good player, and he was a good player in college. It's not like a surprise. Uh, and meanwhile, they traded back and took Jackson Hayes at eight. The five guys that went after Jackson Hayes, which would be like Cam Reddish and PJ Washington. I mean, there's a lot of guys. I think it was like four or five guys that went immediately after him. Tyler Hero, obviously. All of them are better than Jackson Hayes by a long shot. All of them pair Bex's Ion better than Hayes does. Uh, and then you've got Nikhil at 17, who's fine, but is he really changing anything? Like, the difference of having these two guys versus having DeAndre Hunter is now starting to become crystallized as being such a massive mistake. And it's like, okay, you've got a million draft picks, but if this is what you're doing with them... That's that's a it's a foreboding yeah. sign. I think I guess what I'm saying is the mm-hmm. bloom is coming off the Griff rose for the first time, really in the last week or well, so.
1: Well, I I get that too, but I've also never been a big fan of those like uh, draft analysis where it's like, well, this person's, you know, you could have gotten this guy instead of this guy. That is a, a lot of hypothetical. If if they had have gotten Hunter instead. of Would he have blossomed the same way? He's not around the same coaches. He's not in the same environment. He's not playing with the same people. It might not be his style of basketball. Blah, 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 blah. You can't just say that if they had gotten him instead, he would be putting up the same
0: numbers and playing the same way. Listen to me. Listen to me. DeAndre Hunter is better in basketball in every conceivable way than Jackson A's is. I believe that, but that does not mean that he's
1: he would have ju- he could you just can't magically teleport yeah. to the Pelicans and have the same numbers and the same abilities that he currently has. That stuff Fair. is circumstantial Fair. to some degree. That's a reasonable take.
0: That I'll listen to. I also You're think. You're going
1: to edit that out of this <laughs> podcast.
0: <laughs> I also think it is very fair. For the first time really. To start to criticize the front office for some of the moves they make. And it's mostly because of stuff they screwed up on the margins. You know things like giving up too much for Derek Favors. Probably giving up too much for Steven Adams. Keeping Eric Bledsoe. Like, you've done some things. He's done some things that I don't necessarily. I didn't agree with all of it. But it's eh, whatever. Uh, botching that pick is going to come back to haunt them in a lot of ways. And it's mostly because Jackson Hayes, I don't think is ever going to be... He might be good two, three years down the line, but he's gotten no better, really. And uh, when you're not seeing that development art from a guy who has a long way to develop... Uh, It makes me think he's not going to be in New Orleans by the time he gets good, if he ever gets
1: good. Do you think it's going to hurt them more whenever he goes to the G League in a year (laughs) or whenever he's the G League MVP (laughs) in two years?
0: (laughs) It's when he's in San Antonio, just, like, dominating. It's like, oh, my God, look who. Wow. Yeah, wow. He's had to
1: gain 40 yeah. pounds. it's like incredible. It's like an
0: athletic Czech Diallo out there. <laughs> all you have to do is get to Russia. That's was incredible. Um,
1: I'm going to see Jimmer Fredette throw a lob to Jackson Hayes in 2030 and go this is basketball
0: <laughs> fletcher Macklin's twitter is oh gonna my explode god. oh god uh <laughs> we'll get into t- potential trades and all that stuff next week uh this week really was just worth another gripe session about this team because they're very we I feel your pain listeners. I know how much how annoyed you are right now. I'm <laughs> equally annoyed. I'm not going to sit there and go into analytics about it. I'm not going to sit there and go into, uh, you know, trade scenarios. You got a
1: pie graph of who sucks. And yeah, why.
0: <laughs> let's just talk <laughs> about it sometimes. So uh, we'll come back. We'll talk about the Saints. They haven't lost uh, in two weeks. So that's yeah, good and good. I bet they won't lose for at least another couple months. So I think we're in good shape <laughs> uh, talking to the Saints. So stick around. We'll be right back back on Polk and Kush. All right, everyone. Welcome back, Polk and Kush. Uh, let's get into a little bit of Saints talk. Who dat? Who dat? Uh, The Super Bowl's this week. I don't care. Is it? I don't care
1: oh you mean the the commercial show that's what i love that's what i used to say like when i was trying to be like cool in junior happy like i just watch it for the
0: commercials yeah i just want to see sports ball <laughs> i just want to see what pepsi has to say i
1: was terry from reno 911 in high school
0: <laughs> to watch sports
1: ball for the commercial
0: uh yeah the, the boycott bowl perhaps you've heard of it before yeah um uh, but well, I
1: lived in Los Angeles for five years. Every Super Bowl was the boycott <laughs> bowl. No one, <laughs> no, one no one had a, any clue. I, uh,
0: I don't know if I've watched the Super Bowl really closely since the second half of the Falcons game, whatever year that was. I watched the Falcons game and I
1: watched Panthers Broncos. <laughs> I was
0: like blackout at Henry's because it was like uh, after it was like a Toth Sunday of Mardi Gras. Oh yeah, and then like I went and I like, just stayed out and went to Henry's and just ended up there through the Super Bowl. Good Lord. And it was just like, ai don't remember a play. Like, I don't remember one thing that happened. And by the next Mardi Gras, I had kids, and I, now everything's totally different. Yeah, now you don't wake up in bathtubs <laughs> filled with ice anymore. No. Wondering where your kidney is. Just surrounded by someone else's feces. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the Super Bowl is
1: happening. Does anyone care? I don't know. Nah. Probably Kansas City and you know all those new Tampa Bay fans yeah half
0: of Boston is probably you know re- really into it um anyway the saints come off of a season that is really hard to define uh i don't know whether you call it disappointing they went 12 and oh, 4 oh i can define it <laughs> i mean it was hard to it was hard to galvanize behind but i don't, i mean if i told you before the season they go 12 and 4 and they lose in the second round you wouldn't be like oh god what a disaster right
1: For another team, I I would go, oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. But for the Saints, who have done that forever. Yeah. You know, it's just a little too little, too late. I don't, you know, we we, uh, just talked about blowing it up for the Pelicans. Mm -hmm. Blow it up for the Saints.
0: And that, I guess, is the question of, like, what you do. And we'll have a show coming up here where we kind of get into the cap and go through. And I'm going to. Are we? Oh, yeah. I'm going to go through the Nick Underhill reporting (laughs) and just kind of go like, you know. Take this guy, take him or leave him. Essentially, going through who's available. Uh, I think that's for when things are slow. We should we should do
1: flashcards of, and then it's who's a loser, <laughs> loser or winner, loser or winner. Flashcard game, loser or winner, and it's they're all Jared Cook. That's the that's, that's the trick. I just see how long you can do it before you start foaming at the mouth. Loser, <laughs> loser. loser. Lose yeah. We're going to tape your eyes open. The
0: number one priority of the offseason is cutting Jared Cook. <laughs> and I don't just mean off the team. Like his hands, his legs, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like just uh, just getting Jared Cook out of the NFL for everyone, uh, everyone to help. Uh, the only real things of news this week uh, around this team specifically, Malcolm Jenkins apparently weighed in a little bit on the Breeze decision. Yeah. I mean... He has really nothing to say. But who about care?
1: About you know, he's saying the same thing all these other people are saying. Just yeah. like, well, you know, if he, if this is it, then that was great, and you know, secretly fuck him. But yeah, he has to hate. Yeah, him, yeah. Right? Oh, I definitely. mean, <laughs> he <laughs>
0: has
1: to <absolutely> hate him. <laughs> because he knows what he's going to become. Exactly, he's going to, you know, be wearing his Wranglers or his Levi's, whichever <laughs> one it is, drinking a, a a pint glass of Nyquil on Fox News, going, well, you know, I don't really know why they're out there. And- <laughs> See, I actually Malcolm think, Jenkins has to hate Drew Brees.
0: I think he's going to go the other way. I think he's going to be the other kind of white bread dad. He's just going to be, like, in Dude Perfect and, like, coach in middle school football <laughs> and, like, you know, that, that kind of, like, even in another level that Malcolm Jenkins of just, like, a, a quiet privilege that Malcolm Jenkins will stew over. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
1: know if that's better or worse. I don't right? know either. Yeah. I can't answer that,
0: but if he's in Dude Perfect, I can promise you it's the worst. Yes. He's, uh, you know, throwing paper towel rolls, you know, 150 yards onto a rack. Like, <laughs> oh, cool, man. But what if, like Donald Trump, he was throwing paper towels
1: oh, to yeah, earthquake victims. Right. Then that's charitable.
0: Yes, yes, that's uh, good. <laughs> uh, and the only other stuff that really happened around the team. Uh, Our boy
1: Stafford.
0: Yeah, so that's around the NFL. Uh, Matt Stafford traded for Jared Goff and a handful of first round picks. That seemed like a really big haul. And kind of makes me—I mean, I thought the Saints could make a move to go get a really good quarterback, and now I'm less confident that's possible.
1: Well, I guess that's kind of the buzz right now, you know, because people just throw around names, but then there's been some buzz on Saints Twitter lately of, are the Saints making a big move? Yeah.
0: It's
1: going to be a big secret move.
0: Yeah. With what? Yeah. Like, what do they have to give up? I mean— it's like, just just say that you had to
1: write the story because you needed 50 bucks. <laughs> like, don't act like there's some conspiracy or secret money or Loomis is pulling his gold out of a vault. No, just say, like, hey, this is wild speculation because I need $40. It is. <laughs> I mean, that is all it is. The
0: fake trade game is always... It literally is fan fiction, like, the same way somebody's writing fake Marvel characters, like... That's the entire all NBA coverage is literally just fake trades. Yeah. Um, But in this circumstance, I do. I am curious, like the Texans are leaking, you know, through their people in Houston uh, that what they want for Deshaun Watson, who is easily the biggest prize, assuming Aaron Rodgers stays in Green Bay. Deshaun Watson is easily the biggest prize. And the thought to get him is multiple first round picks, multiple defensive starters, impact players. And then some other sweetener to throw in there. I, If you were to throw out the idea of putting Michael Thomas in a trade, DeMario Davis in a trade, and a couple first-round picks for Deshaun Watson, I think I'd do it if I was the Saints.
1: I don't know about DeMario. I'd say replace DeMario with Patrick Robinson. <laughs>
0: You can have Marcus, Marcus Williams. Williams. <laughs>
1: Will you ta- remember Marcus? <laughs> can you have Marcus?
0: Well, I I think that's the kind of thing that it would take is like you're basically your best player on offense and your best player on defense. In exchange, you end up with uh, a, an All Pro level quarterback. Um, but I don't know and and assume that Sean Payton can do enough to make him work.
1: Yeah, and he's also you know aside from being an All pro-level quarterback he's uh, incredibly young I th- is he younger than jay i think he's younger than Jameis.
0: yeah yeah he's definitely younger than Jameis. um and he also is under contract so it's not like you have to worry about that he's making a ton of money so mm-hmm. that's a cap issue uh but i guess the question is like do you think you need a quarterback of that level if the saints go into the season with Taysom hill a quarterback their ceiling is really low no matter how good their defense is You've seen in these playoffs, like, you just have to have a quarterback. Like, you cannot win without a top-level quarterback when it comes to beating good teams in the NFL, no matter how good your defense
1: yeah, is. Yeah, well, I, I think the key is what you mentioned in the last podcast is there has not been a crop of available quarterbacks like this in some time. Yeah, The Saints would need to strike now to get one of those, but the more sensible logic lies in The Saints need to see where they are with an average or below average quarterback and then assess from there.
0: Yeah, it's a a conundrum, right? Because it's like the patient play is probably the wisest one. But this type of opportunity of these of so many good quarterbacks running around never happens. So to, to let it pass you by. In order to be more prudent, just doesn't seem like the Saints at no, all. They've never acted that way with but Peyton and Loomis.
1: Th- this fan base is not grinding their teeth as much. I feel after this season, yeah. so I think they might be a little more patient and all right. Let's kind of see where we are. I, I, you know, obviously it's win now, win forever. When Breeze is there, he's not there. Yeah. So I think they get a little leniency in that.
0: They might, but God, like. You've still got a really good defense. The window can close on that very quickly. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do with Lattimore. I don't know what they're going to do with Williams. I don't know what they're going to do with Onyamata. Like Williams a, is gone. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of guys who it'll probably look a lot different. Um, Pete is gone. Jenkins oh, is gone. Please. Davenport is gone. <laughs> Someone. <laughs> I don't know if I had brought this up. Someone sent me a a a, a meme and it was just Andres Pete in front of the Capitol Police. <laughs> In front of the Capitol. It was like, well, no wonder they got in. <laughs> it was like this is who they had to protect. Someone, you
1: sent that to yourself. You created that and sent it to yourself.
0: And the picture it just, you know, it was like Andrus Pete's on the job to protect the Capitol. Oh, God. But, uh, you know, I, we'll see how this goes. I mean, there's a lot of machinations that still have to occur. The Stafford move sets the market in a lot of ways though. The fact they had to give up golf and a bunch of first round picks attached. I didn't think Jerry golf was that bad. I'm kind of surprised it took that much just to get Matt Stafford.
1: Yeah, I didn't I didn't think he was that bad either, but uh, you know, I think uh I think probably LA got the better of that mm-hmm. deal hands down just given the team around him. I don't think Stafford is quite the, bu- They're, you know, people love to be, we do too, love to be negative and contrarian and yeah. bullshit around. And now there's a lot of, you know, bubbling around. Like, Stafford isn't actually that good. And he's, he's Matt St- Stat Patford Stat fat, that yeah, kind yeah. of shit. Like, fuck you. <laughs> have you seen his arm? You don't want him? You don't want him on your team? He's Look me in the face and tell me you don't want him on his
0: team. He's been on the Detroit Lions, who have won one playoff game Ever. Who has he had? Megatron? Yeah. And even that was, what, a couple years. Like, it wasn't at at most. I don't know when. I mean, their timelines didn't cross that long. Dude, the Lions are the worst franchise in the NFL. They have run off so many good players. I mean, they had their two best players in franchise history just retire when they were, like, 30 because they couldn't take it anymore. (laughs) Yep. uh, So, interested to see what happens there. I do think that's a much higher market than I was expecting. So, as the Rodgers and Jameis and Deshaun Watson and all these guys are starting to move around, we'll be interested in just two quick housekeeping items. Uh, the Saints did hire someone to replace Aaron Glenn as secondary coach. Uh, that'd be Chris Richard. You know a lot about him. Oh yeah, I oh, was yeah. going to say Richard. Is <laughs> uh, Yes, he apparently was a Seahawks defense coordinator. Probably not when they were really good. Probably when they yeah. were really bad. Is my I guess. <laughs> That's what I would. I didn't look it up, but if he was the really good defensive coordinator, he probably wouldn't be moving down to secondary. If somebody wants to look that up, you can Venmo
1: $20 to Scott D. Kushner, and it'll come with a free hat. If anybody provides us with sports tips, stories, it's $20 to submit, and you get a free hat.
0: And the last thing is Ryan Nielsen, uh, who was in the LSU. Hubbub. He was looked like he was gonna, in this
1: LSU cinematic universe. Yeah,
0: he looked like he was gonna become LSU's defensive coordinator. The Saints were decided to do a big new deal. They blocked him from going. Uh, and now he's interviewing to be the Packers' defensive coordinator, so he might be gone anyway after all of that, which I don't think Sean Payton can block him if he goes and gets promoted to a defensive coordinator job. So anyway, all of that could have been for naught, which is hilarious because LSU and the Saints currently hate each other over this, which ended up he might not coach another game for the Saints anyway.
1: Man, I guess the Saints are going to be playing in Baton Rouge next season when coronavirus two strikes. (laughs) Yes,
0: Yes, when Latoya lets in 1,500 people and LSU has 75,000 in the stadium. Yeah. Uh, All right, well, that takes us into our segments coming up. Stick around. We have so much more of this show. You know, the fun part coming up. So (laughs) we'll be right back. And stick with us right here. And Kush.
1: Time for the most informative and, I'd say, the most popular segment on the podcast every week. That's right, Polk News. <laughs> Let's start with a fun one. Up top, Kyle Lowry. You remember when Kyle Lowry threw a basketball at a guy and almost went to jail over it? You no, that? I don't remember. He threw remember. a basketball at a referee <laughs> like five, six, seven years ago. Some summer. It wasn't summer league, but it was like a true league, something like okay. that. Threw a basketball at a ref. Almost went to jail because the ref called it assault. Jesus. <laughs> well, his uh, luck with referees continues, but this time by a female referee. Very progressive. Kyle was ejected by a female ref for saying something that she, she... Okay, Nick Nurse was like, why the fuck did you throw Kyle out of the game? You give yeah. him two texts and throw him out. She said... "She." He said something she couldn't let go of. What?
0: What does that even mean?
1: I don't know. Isn't like the referee's <laughs> job to be very transparent about yeah. like you'll say like, oh, well, you did you threw this elbow? Yeah. You stepped in this way. I didn't like your fucking this is a woman referee becoming a girlfriend referee. <laughs> Can we all agree with that? You know what you did? You, I saw you looking at her. Is he doing OK?
0: Yeah,
1: he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> would not tell Nickner and this did not this was like a story on Raptor's Twitter. Did you hear about this story? No. This was on Raptor's Twitter. Yeah. I don't know how the fuck I saw yeah, it. I was say. <laughs> This was not a, a story. Stonings. And, you know, I think maybe there is a reason why this wasn't a story. <laughs> but you got a lady ref throwing a player out of the game, and she won't say why other than he had a bad attitude. He said a naughty word. What, did he, what word did he say to you that was so bad?
0: That's so strange. So the only one of those things I can ever remember was which was totally warranted in retrospect was R- Rajon Rondo basically outing Billy Kennedy who was the ref. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah. Billy Kennedy was gay and nobody knew it. Well, I mean, I think everybody in the NBA kind of knew it, but nobody Kobe the... had screamed it before. Yes. But nobody talks about that now. <laughs> Kobe's the greatest guy in the world. I I watched 17 hours of tributes about him on ESPN. He never did anything wrong in his entire life. He's the greatest guy ever. Um So Rondo screamed, you know, uh, the bad F word yeah. at this ref. And uh, and that was like, they kind of didn't say why they kicked him out, but it was very clear that's why they kicked him out. And that was like the only other example of like that I can think of. And I mean... I've slipped up and called a woman the bad woman
1: word before. (laughs) And I tell you what she didn't do. She did not keep that under the vest. (laughs) She told everyone. She told everyone. I was ejected from the game of a social life. (laughs) So, you know, this is a thing. Hopefully we don't see more of it. Uh, That was a very silly thing. Do you see this last night? There was a courtside hoe. People are calling her courtside Karen. LeBron James is calling her courtside Karen. She was at the Hawks game, Hawks-Lakers. She starts jawing at LeBron. LeBron is jawing back. Yeah. Her weird husband, who looks like he's made out of wallet leather, <laughs> is there also. I'm reading Deadspin, which I hate. Yeah. Uh, four Atlanta Hawks fans got booted from their courtside seats on Monday after trying to start beef. With Lakers star LeBron James. Who? That Lakers star LeBron Trying to start... I feel like when you are one of the like three most famous people in the world, you can't really say that someone else is trying to start beef with you. You are a god. You can go anywhere. You can do anything. You have unlimited wealth. You've seen things we'll never see. Am I talking about adrenochrome? Yes. No. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like you can't fucking get mad at some dumb hoe. On the front row yelling
0: at you, like calling you an asshole or whatever. Can you? I don't know. She was awful. Uh, uh, Like, that was, like, such a... Oh, God. Everything about that scene was like, oh, this is, like, why I hate Las Vegas. But I love Las Vegas. But I hate (laughs) Las Vegas for that exact... It's these people just, like, the dressed up to a level that, like, where are you going? Oh, I mean, these... what, What real housewives of whatever show are you on that you're dressed like this at a basketball game... And then you're yelling at LeBron like I had to stand up for my husband. I was like, Who gives a sh- Who gives a shit what are you about any fight, LeBron?
1: Yeah. Okay. These these people are scum of the earth assholes. Yeah. But also, if LeBron is acting like his feelings were hurt like, or exactly. anything like that, you're being a big fucking baby too. Yes. I guess this is just a scenario where if an asteroid hit the stadium, that would be the best <laughs> <laughs> solution for everybody. I saw Dave Portnoy from uh, Barstool was yeah. like tweeting. I couldn't tell if it was satirical or not. He mm. was like saying, "Oh, this is this is the person you look up to calling a woman
0: a bitch." Yeah, no, he despises LeBron and kind of like goes over the top of it of like okay. it's 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 funny. I just started following him for stock tips. I yeah. have not
1: been in for the long term. I just bought 5 million dollars in Payless shoe source from this guy. <laughs> yeah, so this is a non-story. You can tell it's a slow, goofy news week for fucking Polk News. Yeah. Uh, EA, you've been playing. Ooh, baby. EA, college football. Be We're back. Taking the ca- you're taking the Cajuns to the
0: oh, Sugar yeah. Bowl. Oh, yeah. I am uh, the new college football game. They, they haven't given a release date. They haven't said what schools are going to be in it. They haven't said anything, but a new college football game. They have not had one since 2005. 14 there is a new college
1: football game it will have uniforms it will have stadiums and it will have playbooks and mascots yeah they have not said if it will include all conferences and all teams yeah it'd be funny if it included all teams except ulm yeah it's like (laughs) one random holdout (laughs) like no we want more money sorry (laughs) coastal carolina (laughs) we won't be
0: putting you in the game
1: Two Lane, Two Lane's the only team
0: not. They're in holding there. out. Yeah. Now I I am very excited. I mean, this is like the. If you're, I was, I've been thinking about like buying a game system. You know, like I don't have a ton of time, but like you know, every now and then you get like 45 minutes. You're like, ah, oh, that'd be nice if yeah. I had something to play and whatever. And uh, if they had the college football game, I think that would push me into buying one of these things and going back into it because it's the only game I've played for like five years now. <laughs> so. You're gonna spend five
1: hundred dollars to play one video game. Forty-five minutes a month. Yeah, all why right. not? Yeah, I, better than a Peloton, $30, right? Thirty
0: dollars, <laughs> everybody. The hats are thirty dollars. It's better than a Peloton. Let's put it that way. It's uh, it's all better than paying thirty bucks a month to to for someone to yell at me on a exercise bike.
1: <laughs> I want to see you lining up in front of GameStop for this thing. Oh yeah, but it's gonna be cool. This is what people been GameStop, asking for. So. All the all the Maddens are over with. Yeah. college football. This is where it's at. That's some good that's some good Polk news. That
0: was. All right, that takes us in to your favorite part of every single week on this show, ladies and gentlemen. Segment. Overrated. 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 Underrated. Underrated. Underrated.
1: Yeah, baby, yeah. Polk and Cush is of course sponsored by Jansen Patagna with French Quarter Realty. You can find Jansen on Instagram. J underscore Patagna. I love following him on Instagram. He posts uh, beautiful houses. He has a ton of them. He's selling them like hot cakes. You can give him an email. Jansen, J-A-N-S-E-N, at com. F as in French. Q as in quarter. <laughs> R as in realty.com. Oh, you are so smart, Mr. Polk. Man. Jansen's a good dude. And, uh, you know, I've been getting the buzz... My neighbors, they're fed up with their lunatic realtor. (laughs) I got a friend. She's selling a house down the street. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Get Jansen on this thing. She lives in a porta potty. She's going to sell it for (laughs) (laughs) $800,000 with Jansen on board. (laughs) Give Jansen a follow. J underscore Patagna. Just send him an
0: email. Well, you know, I guess I have a purpose. Yeah, <laughs> don't just say hi.
1: Hey, buddy. Yeah. Love the podcast.
0: I'd like to live in a place. You seem like a person who could
1: get me into a place. Yeah, that happened to me. I sent Jansen an email. I was just like, hey, can I live with you? He's <laughs> like, like, no. Can't. But we've been doing these reads about how you're good at finding places to live. I'm going to give you a hat, Jansen. <laughs> just give me a fucking house. <laughs> Anyway, that's Jay (laughs) underscore Patagna on Instagram. Give him a follow. It's a fun follow. Beautiful houses. You know, I like those like old houses and the property brothers, those goons Yeah, and like all the house stuff. I'm into that now. I think Jansen is also, even if you're not in the market. It's fun to follow him, see the houses. Send them to your friends that are looking for
0: places. Yeah, he sets it's, it to cool music. Typically, yeah. he's not dripping in hair gel and like no. he's not getting uh, advertisements of his face in a urinal cake. Like he's a cool <laughs> dude. He's like not a <laughs> douchebag. Like I think we should support people like that in this fine fair city, uh, as compared to the uh, endless amounts of sweaty goobers that we have uh, dealing with all of uh, our, our real estate real estate in this town. So. Let's not support the d bags. Let's support the cool people like Jansen. Support Jansen. Jansen. All right, that's a sponsor. That'll take us into overrated and underrated. I can kick us off
1: with underrated. Let's start with overrated. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you son of a bitch. <laughs> what do you got?
0: What do you got for overrated? I'll start with overrated. Sure. Uh, I'm going to go with the All Star Games. Haven't we already done this? Maybe. No, it was playoffs. It was playoffs last time. Uh, So the NBA announced this week that uh, they're still going to do an All-Star game. They've had like 100 games canceled at this point, but they can't let go of the All-Star game. probably because it makes too much money. The All-Star game, I've been to the NBA All-Star game like five times now. Uh, It sucks. Uh, There's nothing good about the actual game. The players don't care, so unless it's like a five-point game in the last 90 seconds, then they might care. For the most part, they don't care at all. They don't really want to be there. Uh, and yet, it's like this huge television thing. There's a huge disconnect between what is important to television and like the mouth-breathing audience that they have and the actual people who are participating in the game. It makes no sense. Have you ever watched an All-Star game in the last... I don't know since you were ten and thought like, "Oh, this is great! I'm really glad I'm investing my time into watching this." I was gonna say uh, before you added the
1: caveat of when you were 10 I was go. Mm-hmm. I loved it when I was a kid, mm-hmm. when they were all wearing the different jerseys and stuff yeah. like that. No, I haven't. Uh, you know, I've had it on in the background, sure. An episode of else Family yeah. Guy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm not watching the punt pass and kick competition of the NBA or whatever. <laughs> yeah. where, Jason Tatum is, you know, throwing up a half court shot and that kind of shit. No, I'm not watching.
0: that. They charge like six hundred dollars for tickets. The best part of the games is, uh, you know, whoever they get to play the music, which is like, you know, they spend all their money on that. I I, I was there when Fergie uh, botched that national anthem. That was pretty exciting. Uh, It is just an exhibition of bullshit. We've just celebrated the bullshit. For media purposes, you go because everybody, all the stars are all in one place. It's the only time that ever happens. But for like the general, like who, who wants to what the dunk contest? Is a bunch of no, nobodies, Like the MLB All-Star game, nobody knows who anybody is anymore. Like they've got 40 dudes, you probably heard of five, you know. So I don't even think they're having the Pro Bowl this year.
1: The right, pro- the Pro Bowl would have been this previous. Sunday. Oh yeah, so no, <laughs> <laughs> and they did not have They're it. They're not having it. Instead, it was uh, it was not even all NFL athletes like the uh, the NASCAR guy. What's his face? Boomer Jeff Gordon? No, the Bubba Wallace. Bubba Wallace. I was gonna say <laughs> Boomer and Wrong. <laughs> no, it was like NASCAR guys and Wiz Khalifa playing Madden. That was the Pro oh, Bowl. Oh God, year. that's
0: what's the difference? Yeah, the thing of the Pro Bowl is like. Five million people watch the Pro Bowl every year. It is like a flag football game with pads on and five million people watch it. And just because people will watch it like, oh, yeah, I've heard of that guy. I'll turn that on. It's amazing. We can't get anybody to watch the news when it's real news. But People yet. watch
1: the Queen Latifah cop show. <laughs> of
0: course, they're gonna watch Pro Bowl. <laughs> it's just like yeah, it's the All Star Game. It's like all right, well, sure, I'll watch that. Like uh, I am actually a voter this year for the NBA All Star Game for the starter. So not, I'm take, after this. I'm taking suggestions. <laughs> if anybody wants to email the show, uh, the media gets a twenty five percent stake. And I think I'm one of 30 media members who are voting on this thing for the All-Star starters. So anybody no you can think way. of who you think would be hilarious for me to put in my ballot, it is for sale. You are one of 30 people. Yeah, but it's only the 25 percent stake of it's the still, total. Yeah, that's so it's, too much power
1: for you to. Oh wield. yeah,
0: yes, because I will be voting for Czech Diallo. <laughs> Jackson A
1: is All-Star. Kenny Hustle in the game. <laughs> Now, I tweeted from the account, and if you're not following Polk and Kush <laughs> on Twitter, it's active now because my regular account has been banned <laughs> once again. I tweeted my all-star vote, and I had Lonzo Ball in there with Steph.
0: I'm in. I, I'll do that. How about you that, do that? Backcourt. I'll Come do on. one. I'll vote for one guy who definitely shouldn't be in it. I think it's Lonzo. Okay. Y'all tell me who you think it should be, but yeah, I'm, I'm in for Whatever. I was gonna pick Grant Williams because he went to Tennessee, but you know I was gonna be like the only guy to give an All Star starter vote. Um, all right, what you got for overrated? Overrated cover letters? Yeah, all on resumes, you mean? Yeah. It, I like a cover letter. Continue.
1: You like a cover letter because you're in a position of power. <laughs> <laughs> cover letter just means you're too fucking lazy to read the resume. Because the cover letter is like, yeah, just sum it up for, just summer up your entire life for me. In two sentences, why would you why why should you work at Kinko's? And then I have to be like, oh well, I think the uh, opportunity would be exciting to work at the Sears. <laughs> like, come on, just say that you don't want to read the resume, and then just say, give me give me two sentences about yourself. Yeah. I would rather that than the, oh dearest sir. Might I inquire to the position of Books a million uh, cashier? <laughs> I feel like an exciting career
0: opportunity for me.
1: I know everybody that listens to this, you know, they have a dad at like Rothschild Banking <laughs> Company. Everybody that listens to this podcast is said I'm the poorest person that's ever heard the podcast. My family grows sorghum. They do not have any money. <laughs> I'm the only person my still dealing with cover letters. I'm just like, I am over it. I am not going to get on my knees and tell you why I need to work at this radio shack. Just it, give me the job.
0: It's a much better way to build your narrative, though, than it is to just have a bunch of bullcrap that you've done put it in a resume format no. where it's... No. Right? No, like I'm I... a
1: creative.
0: My resume is creative. My resume reads
1: like a goddamn novel on my life. <laughs> I don't need a pro-law or pre-law. What I don't need an intro.
0: Needle drugs, 2008 <laughs> to 2009.
1: Disappeared for a while. 2006 to... Tu- University of getting ill.
0: <laughs> I went to graduate school at Joshua Tree. <laughs> I like how when P- no one has any idea
1: who I am, and then when they meet me, they're like, "Oh, you're a polk? You know, I yeah, you know, yeah. I'm incredibly handsome. And I dress <laughs> nice, and they're like, "Oh, I thought you were some slovenly ghoul." <laughs> like, you're you know. not. You're drooling less than I thought you would. Yeah. <laughs> you're not putting berries up your nose <laughs> at all.
0: I like a cover letter. I think it gives it a good glimpse into a human being. A nice cover letter, because sometimes you get a cover letter, and the people who are giving you this. One, I don't even understand how they wrote it because they couldn't possibly have read it. And like it, there's like just giant errors in it. You're like, <laughs> what is going on? Like, how long could you have talked about and that you can't just print a million of them. You have to kind of make it for each individual yeah. thing that you apply to. So I dig a cover letter.
1: Well, I am in a position where I, I do get resumes and cover letters. From, I've never gotten a cover letter from anybody. <laughs> I got an email today that was one sentence that said, how do I submit an application sent from a Samsung Galaxy?
0: (laughs) First, you move into this century. No, you
1: don't. (laughs) You don't.
0: You You have a bad phone. You're fired. (laughs) Is that discrimination? I don't know. Uh, Oh, God. Uh, All right. That takes us into underrated uh, breakfast cereal. There is something about the breakfast cereal that goes in like age waves Mm -hmm. that when you eat a bunch of cereal when you're a kid, you kinda get tired of it because it's just like your parents are just kinda, you You know You didn't get tired of it. No well I did. But I only liked like the super sugar cereal that your parents never let you eat, yeah. you know. And you just get like, ah, oh, Jesus! How many times I to eat freaking cornflakes? Like they're just feeding you something to get you the hell out of the house without feeling like they're abusive parents who who pushed you to school at seven o'clock in the morning yeah, just want to casino.
1: Exactly.
0: They're just trying. And now, believe me, as a parent, all I'm doing is literally just throwing you know Belvedere crackers <laughs> in my kid's face to be like, "Let's go to the car." <laughs>
1: Like, like school is still closed in front of us. I don't <laughs> no. care. No.
0: sit out front, learn how to count with all the cars that go by. Uh, <laughs> I literally am just like throwing cheese sticks at them and Belvedere crackers. Like, like it's uh, every day is a hurricane day, you know. Um, and but yeah, so that's what my parents did. I think just I had cereal like on the table, and I hated it for whatever many years. So you know, you get to the point of freedom, and you don't eat it ever. And then slowly it starts to become like, you know, this is a nice little snack meal. Like I can have Mm -hmm. a bowl of Cocoa Krispies or even a bowl of Raisin Bran. And it's nice. And now I've gotten to the point where I'm pretty much firmly addicted to it, where I have like three bowls of cereal. (laughs) Whenever it's in the house, I'm just eating it all the time because it's delicious and it's terrible for you. But I used to think of it as like a health food, not a health food. It is very much a thing that (laughs) is bad for you. And I can't stop eating it. Oh, man. It's you know, I never had the cereal bug. Never. Because you don't have a sweet tooth. Thing I now, don't. Right? Yeah. I
1: don't really eat sugar. I don't eat yeah. chocolate. I don't eat like marshmallows or any of that shit. I have I have regular old missionary position Cheerios <laughs> in my cabinet right now.
0: <laughs> you and my 18 month old son. Yeah. That's and uh, I,
1: I eat them out of a big yellow Cheerio, a big plastic <laughs> yellow Cheerio, just completely dry like I'm eating peanuts. <laughs>
0: Uh there's a million different varieties. It's the only thing that you pour another thing on top of it and then eat it. Like is there anything else? So, uh, French fries, you pour ketchup on. Well, them, you don't like dunk you sort like of that. like drowning it in front. If you had if you put the amount of ketchup that you put in a cereal <laughs> like milk in a cereal, I'm coming over to your house. Well,
1: now we're getting into physics versus viscosity versus
0: <laughs> liquid. You're not pouring milk on anything else. Let's put it that way, except for my naked body. I was going
1: to say, you didn't meet my ex.
0: (laughs) Cereal's underrated. I don't care what you say. Cereal's underrated.
1: I'm sure that it is for a certain group of people. What you got?
0: Underrated chain restaurants. Uh, All of them? Not all of them. Okay. Okay. What's your what's your what portion of the chain restaurant do you find
1: underrated? Let me take you back to a time and place. Let's go, uh, Rustin, Louisiana, two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Magical time. <laughs> Chili's Bar and Grill opens <laughs> up. Did we call it Chili's Bar and Grill? No, we called it the the other bar, <laughs> 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 In the, the Mexican place. <laughs> <laughs> it was the other place to go drink. Chili's, you've got a, You know, Chili's, there's uh, folklore around it. In uh, every Chili's in America, there is one picture hanging that is upside down. Oh,
0: wow.
1: And used to, you could point that out to a, to a waiter, your server, mm-hmm. and they would give you a free dessert. Oh. what, what? Secret of the pros. That's better than the gangbang. I got more... Chili's secret. <laughs> I think this is actually on the menu now. But like seven, eight, nine, a decade ago at Chili's. Uh-huh. You could you could get the uh the awesome blossom. You could get the batter for that. Okay. On the chicken crispers. Oh goodness. And it was quite good. It was. Yes. What are the two what are the two only things at Chili's? Awesome blossom, chicken crispers.
0: That's true. I like the. I'm the only person in the world who likes the puffy chicken fingers. My Mm. wife finds it legitimately repulsive whenever I eat them. I bargain for chilies. How do you eat them? I probably (laughs) bargain for chilies for us to eat it once every two months, and every time I win. I finish the food and go, I can't believe I fight so hard to get that because it's, it's so bad. It's just like astronomically terrible. It makes you feel so bad. But there's something about a Chili's. It just seems like a good time. You know, it's like a
1: cracker barrel for people under 50. Yeah. I feel like the last time I went to Chili's, every time I come, every day I come home, I think about staying till I hit the Metairie exit and then going to Chili's by myself <laughs> during a pandemic. Sit at the bar. I'm like, can I sit at a bar during a pandemic? I don't think I can. The last <laughs> time I went to Chili's was in Riverside, California. I got in a huge fight with my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and I always joked about going to Chili's and it made her furious. So I was yeah. like, fuck this bitch. I'm going to go to Chili's. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to go to Chili's. <laughs> That'll show her I'm going to eat bad food. <laughs> I'm going to sit here next to a gay guy asking me about my tattoos, and then he tells me that he's Slipknot's photographer. All of this is true. All of this happened. But what also happened? I had a great meal for $28. It's, It's amazing how much food you can get. They're just like throwing it at you. Oh, yeah. I was ordering everything off the menu. Just bring it to me.
0: I was a king. I think it's because it's basically they're serving you McDonald's. Like they're serving you the lowest level of food, but McDonald's is good. Yeah, but McDonald's has the, the like they're just they're literally just like putting it in a bag and pushing it across the counter. Oh, Chili's sure. they have a waiter and you have a bar, and so you don't think it's McDonald's, but it's McDonald's. It's all, so you're like, man, how is it so cheap? It's like it's not that cheap. They've actually uppriced McDonald's by two times, but you don't realize it. But it's still pretty cheap. <laughs> it's still pretty
1: cheap. Uh, I think that's gonna bring us into.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, my favorite part of every single week, the worst, the worst. Okay, everyone, this is the worst thing I saw or read this week. As always, a buttload of contenders. Uh, just, you know, the ultimate survivor every week is what story stands out as the worst thing. Um the crowds on Bourbon Street really came close this oh, week. Yeah. The mayor freaked out about having these giant crowds on Bourbon Street. And like You would have to
1: blur our faces out of all the photos <laughs> no, whenever we yes. posted the story. Yes,
0: we were uh, we were throwing beads from the balconies and uh, showing off our boobs. Uh, but the mayor freaking out. It's like, you know what? You can stop this very easily. All, you know all the rules you're putting on everyone else? You can just put them there. They would do the exact same thing. But uh, she apparently not thinking that way. So that was annoying. However, the actual worst thing I read this week uh, is incredible. It comes from another treasure trove uh, of material, which is the city of San Francisco.
1: Uh-oh.
0: <clears throat> from ABC 7 News in San Francisco, headline, Are Acronyms a Symptom of White Supremacy Culture? <laughs> SFS. SFUSD makes another disputable decision. SFUSD, an acronym for the San Francisco University. So, uh, San Francisco, sorry, school department. The first, the San Francisco school board. Yeah, I don't know. I screwed that up. (laughs) First, the San Francisco school board decided to rename 44 schools because they are named after people with ties to racism. Now, the arts department has taken the bold move of changing its name, VAPA, V A P A, because they say acronyms are a symptom of white supremacy. (laughs) Is VAPA like somebody's name that's
1: a racist? Uh, Just visual arts, performance arts. What is their um, justification for acronyms? Or actually, uh, oftentimes acronyms are, in fact, initialisms. Yeah. An acronym is normally uh, uh, like SWAT or something like yes. that. Yes. Like uh, initials that create another word. Yeah. Vapa FUBAR. Would, yeah, VAPA would be an initialism. But continue.
0: Yeah, that's a very good point. That's a very good point. They've well, used the t- word acronym. I forgot to tell everyone I'm autistic. <laughs> The director of the department says, quote, we are prioritizing anti-racist art instruction in our work. So they got rid of the acronym VAPA, which is short for Visual and Performing Arts. From now on, they'll simply be called the SFUSD Arts Department. It's a very simple step we can take just to be referred to as the SFUSD Arts Department for families to better understand who we are. Was anybody really having that much trouble? If you're like, oh, what's VAPA? It's the arts department. Oh, there we go. That was one step.
1: <laughs> you know who is upset about that? Uh, uh, differently abled people that have to like <laughs> communicate through a keyboard. <laughs> they got like the wheelchair with the speak and say uh, thing. God. Now they got to type out the whole fucking thing.
0: It's un unbelievable man like the shit that people have thought about how many problems does san francisco have right now how many people are leaving that city in droves how many homeless people are there or whatever and this is the the thing they've come up with to attack acronyms that's where they're going with this what the hell is going on like how is this the priority this is solution number 9000 that needs to be come up with when we've perfected that when we're all flying planes like the jetsons to work that's (laughs) when we can start looking into the deep history of the acronym and seeing whether or not we're really causing problems do you honestly think that someone is so stupid that they can't figure out in one question what vapa stands for and if you think they're that stupid and you think that's racist, that makes you racist. Correct. Because no one is that dumb. And if they are that dumb, it's not because of their skin color. It's because they're dumb. <laughs> so it has nothing to do with any of this. This is a, It's absurd that you would think that it is discriminatory in any way, shape, or form. It is the most San Francisco shit that's ever existed.
1: Well, it's, uh, it's political performance uh, because... Uh currently like Joe Biden is doing things that are, you know, inherently good, like putting Harriet Tubman on the $20 bill. Yeah. Sure. That's a great thing. However, he's doing that because he knows Twitter is going to go, Hey, that's a great thing. Exactly. And while you're going, Hey, that's very cool. I'm very glad you're doing that. He is uh, outlawing uh, small investor trading. Yeah. He's going to do that in two days. Have you gotten your (laughs) $1,600? which is actually supposed to be $2,000 that he literally promised you. Have you gotten it? No. no. But don't worry. The small <laughs> investor trading has already been outlawed, and he's calling it the Rosa Parks Law. And you go, oh, that's great. He's going to put more children in cages and call it, you know, the W.E.B. Dubois Law of, like, this is what's going to happen. He's going to start, like, chaining people defenses, like, mining their stem cells, brain controlling them and just like, but we're going to call it the Black Panther law to where you're going to be locked in a cage. We're going to feed you gruel. We're going to (laughs) steal all of your data and harvest your organs. But it's going to be named after a POC.
0: Exactly. So it's all fine. You won't question it at that point. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, The best part was that they asked the mayor of San Francisco for her opinion on the matter. And it says, quote, their opinion. She, she was confused and thought we were asking about the issue of renaming schools. <laughs> quote, we definitely need to have a robust conversation about what we need to do, but not a rushed conversation, which is literally what you say at this project when you never looked at the book. <laughs> She's like, Yeah, I don't agree that it's
1: called Archie Bunker Middle School. However...
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean all of the schools now are named after Pedro from the real world. <laughs> <laughs> All right, look what you got? This might be
1: the most overall depressing, the worst ever. Uh-huh. Because it's not just like goons being stupid. It's like, oh, this shit sucks. Yeah. Facebook is building a neural sensor to read human minds. Oh, no. After disclosing the idea at a 2017 developer conference, it seems like Facebook is closer to making its brain-reading computer a reality with the help of AI. One year after the social media giant announced its funding research on brain machine interfaces, the company now claims to be working on a technology that can pick up thoughts directly from neurons and translate them into words. Now, there's another layer to this That's story. Depressing. I am reading this story, and that analysis was from analyticsinsight.net. Okay. The story was originally reported from a completely different angle by BuzzFeed News uh-huh. as a good thing, uh-huh. saying Facebook is developing a tool to summarize articles so you don't have to read them. They're just going to plant it right in your brain. You're going to have the knowledge that like is, Demolition Man. <laughs> this is what bu- I'm sure BuzzFeed is owned by Facebook. I'm sure all of their shares from yeah. Facebook. They are not going to bite the hands that feeds. This is two sides of the same coin, uh-huh. and BuzzFeed is saying... Hey, isn't this great? <laughs> Don't you want Mark Zuckerberg just, to literally know what's in your brain just before you put do? on the headset, <laughs> then you won't have to read which Little Mermaid character you're like. It'll tell you automatically. This is like this is sick shit. The qu- the byline says it's a quote. We all get the privilege of seeing the future because we're making it. This is what these people think. It's like, yeah, you are making the future, and it's a bad one. Yeah. It's a very very bad one. It's dystopian. Their version of the story is Facebook told employees on Tuesdays that it's developing a tool to summarize news articles so users won't have to read them. It laid out early plans for a neural sensor to detect people's thoughts and translate them into action. And this kind of goes into your story. (laughs) Just like the fucked up shit that pops into my mind. What if that becomes a status on Facebook? <laughs> I'm just like sitting in line at the bank, like, oh, this is forever. I should fucking kill myself. And then I accidentally post, like, I'm gonna fucking kill my and the cops show up.
0: Just a picture of B. Arthur dressed like a dominatrix. You're like, oh well, no, I didn't mean that to get public.
1: <laughs> Take a guess at what Facebook is touting this ass, this AI technology that reads neurons. And you, your own thoughts. Uh, guess, it's it's going to connect us all. It is going to stop hate speech. There we go. We did it. That's We've it. In your brain, you know. No why more you, acronyms for Facebook. Hey, we need to read people's minds digitally, <laughs> so we can stop them from saying bad words. This is what people are focused on now, and that's what they want us to be focused on, yeah. so they can blow up all of the Middle East steal all of the oil, and kill us all. <laughs> we're going to have no health care. We're going to have no money. There's no jobs. There's no land other than Jansen Patagna's <laughs> house. No. Uh,
0: this is what's happening to us. That is depressing, man. What? A, who thinks that's a good idea unless you own Facebook stock? And even then, unless you can implant, I guess the next step is then you implant the image like, Go on Facebook, <laughs> read ads, buy things that we're selling. Like other than that, is this the Matrix or like? I feel uh, like we're how, stepping. How it. close are we getting? How is no one regulated? Like I feel like in 50 years ago, they regulated literally everything. Well, stuff and then was we just easier to understand up. then. Now, Techno-
1: yeah. These senators. Do- you think Nancy Pelosi knows what the fucking internet is? Of course she doesn't. Yeah, there's a
0: gerbil running inside of her phone. You know,
1: <laughs> I, uh, a, a, a hacker group like hacked the city of Ruston a year ago and fucked it up for a very long time. Yeah, and no one knew it was. There's no laws about it. No one knows how to trace yeah. it. And that these people are running wild. These people are maniacs. And this is the future we're going to be in. Yeah,
0: they cannot regulate any of it. It's insane. Literally, they used to like regulate. Network television to the point that like you could only you had to s- spend the same amount of time talking about one party versus the other like that is so insane yeah. now to think that's possible. Remember like, when it was like oh, there
1: was a week of news stories because uh, the guy on NYPD Blue showed his ass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was a news story. That was a news story. <laughs>
0: I mean, it's like the, the level of regulations, like the fact you still can't say fuck on television. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. But meanwhile, just go on, uh, you know, Facebook and you can see any level of hate speech you'd ever want to see in your entire life. And then they're going to read your brains about it. and See if you liked it. And then they're going to send you the gulag as you did, you know, like, oh, my God. Well, that was a uh, that was a depressing end to a wonderful show, Polk. But uh, hey,
1: the Pels are playing tomorrow. Oh. <laughs>
0: Cheer up, buckaroos. We got another fun one. Uh, this has been a great episode. And we always have so much fun doing this show. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for buying these hats. Honestly, I have been uh, blown away by the response uh, to the hats. Polk did an incredible job designing them. They look really cool, they feel great. Uh, and I have been very uh, heartened by how many of you have reached out and wanted to purchase them for yourself. Uh, we truly do love doing this show. We appreciate all of your support. Uh, if you know anybody who wants a cool hat or know anybody who thinks that you would look cool wearing a cool hat, <laughs> just go ahead and buy one. Uh, we're going to be ordering them next week and uh, pulling, printing them up. And it's going to be awesome. And we are so supportive. We're so happy for the support. And we have so much fun doing this show. So thanks so much. Like, subscribe, rate, all that kind of good stuff that you never do. Uh, we still love you. Talk to you soon. See
1: you. See you.